Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Live from the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. And yes, it is a very good morning. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program and uh, television as well, streaming on the South Point Studio uh, website. Go to South Point Studio. Actually, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, South Point Studio. Hit uh, subscribe. That's where we're at. You can see us and you can hear us through these many different platforms that we have like here coming to you from the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino here in the fabulous strip of Las Vegas, Nevada, plus all of the radio outlets we have. Of course, our local station, KSHP 1400, Sports Talk 1400, and of course, 107.1 FM as well. And then, of course, all our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. Got them all. And of course, your iPhone and your Android, got to have that too. Uh, You go to the KSHP uh, app, put it on your device, and you can hear us now on your iPhone and Android, and anywhere you get podcasting. We're all over the podcasting world there. So however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Race Day Show on this Thursday, almost Friday, almost the New Year's weekend. We're rolling into it now. And yes, Aqueduct, the Big A, is back in business today after taking a holiday respite and enjoying the holiday. They're getting cranked up and ready to go for the big Push to the end of the year and, of course, uh, the first day of next year as well. We'll be here with the Race Day shows as we are every Wednesday through Sunday at 7 a.m., but we're also doing a special Monday, New Year's Day, Race Day Las Vegas radio program as well. This week, we'll take off our usual Tuesday. We're going to take off Wednesday, too, on the 3rd. And then after that, we'll be back with our regular schedule Wednesday through Sunday at 7 a.m. Pacific time, however, wherever, whenever you get us. But we're going to make it right through the holiday. And boy, I'm going to tell you right now, this town is getting ready for the holiday. They tell us that there's going to be 400,000 plus coming to Las Vegas to celebrate the new year. They say all of the uh, nightclubs up and down the strip and and all of the uh, fantastic hotel complexes are booked out complete. And, uh, of course, they'll close down the uh, Las Vegas Strip on New Year's Eve. Uh, they say they're going to do it. I believe they're going to start closing it down about uh, f- well, about uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But in 5 o'clock, they're going to get uh, all the uh, off-ramps on the uh, freeway done so everybody can get out there and enjoy themselves on the uh, highway. As far as the weather is concerned, we're going to be in the uh, mid to high 30s, low 40s uh, overnight. And, of course, uh, into the mid and high 50s, maybe even hit a 60. But it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain 
threatening here. However, they tell us that there is a 90% chance of rain in Southern California for Saturday when Santa Anita is going to get ready and cranked. We'll get a little bit on that. We'll get the latest on that a little bit later on with uh, John Lendo. Boy, I hope it doesn't happen. I'd love to see some of that great racing continue in Southern California, that's for sure. And of course, uh, a lot of great uh, races, uh, a lot of great racing coming up, uh, you know, this weekend. Today, we have the Bay Ridge out at uh, Aqueduct. And then uh, the Alex M. Robb will be tomorrow. The Boyd Rewards at Delta and the Rosewater will be at Delta tomorrow. The Blue Northern and the Eddie Logan will be uh, two of the stakes races highlighted uh, at tomorrow when Santa Anita resumes their racing from opening day Tuesday. And then uh, the following day on the 30th, on Saturday, uh, you'll have uh, the Graveson. Uh, the Graveson is going to be uh, probably the last start for a horse called Greeley and Ben. This horse is nine years old, and uh, they have a rule uh, in racing that once a horse turns 10, they got to get him off the track, and or they have to pass some sort of a physical to do that. Uh, Warden Jerry, for example, a horse that's 10 years old, was, was expected to race at Golden Gate this weekend. Uh, this week, but he was scratched by the vet. So when you get this old, then it's uh, up to the uh, vets and all that, whether they keep him going or not. But uh, Greeley and Ben will definitely run in the graves at Aqueduct on uh, the 30th. Uh, that, of course, on Saturday. The Wood Chopper and the Pogo Hop at the fairgrounds. Gulfstream Park will kick in with the Rampart, the Swanee River, the Harlan's Holiday, and uh, the Fort Lauderdale. And then Laurel Park will have the Gin Talking, the Heft Stakes. Oaklawn Park gets back into business uh, tomorrow as well, and they will have the Poinsettia Stakes on the 30th. The Joe Hernandez and the Robert Frankel will be featured at Santa Anita on the 30th. And then, of course, uh, Turfway Park will have the Holiday Cheer. So we got a lot of great stakes races, a lot of that stuff coming up uh, this weekend. We've had that little brief between opening day at Santa Anita the day after Christmas. And now we're starting to roll up and ramp up for the big weekend and all the great racing through the new year on the uh, on Monday. And don't forget, all the horses universally turn a year older on the first day of the new year. So that means the two-year-olds today are going to be the three-year-olds in a couple of days. And then the spotlight goes on them as we make it through the Kentucky Derby series of races with Kentucky Derby leaderboard points all the way up to the first Saturday in May. So we got plenty to talk about and do, that's for sure. Golden Gate will have a pick five carryover in the late pick five tomorrow. Tomorrow's late pick five at Golden Gate when they kick in again, $59,767. It'll start in the fourth race. It's a uh, it's not an elaborate card uh, tomorrow at uh, Golden Gate, but uh, that uh, pick five carryover will start in the fourth race tomorrow at Golden Gate. So we've got a lot of good stuff happening. And certainly uh, we've got our handicappers ready to go. Jonathan Hardoon is standing by. He's edging to go. I know he's got plenty to talk about, Jonathan, don't you? Yeah, my man. And uh, Rich Engelby along with a football uh, selection. Didn't quite make it yesterday, Richie. The Trojans uh, of California, the Southern California Trojans, their backup uh, quarterback was huge last night in defeating Louisville, uh, who was, and the Trojans were the uh, underdogs in that race. But we'll get another pick out of Richie. We got a Thursday night uh, NFL football game, four more bowl games to uh, kind of take a look at and see if we can get some action on them. And, of course, John Linda will be along talking about uh, running up this weekend at Santa Anita. And uh, Jerry J, of course, with his aqueduct picks as well. I, we got to find out from uh, John Lendo if it's 90% chance of rain on Saturday. Oh, my, my, Santa Anita. Mm. Hope it won't happen, but we'll wait and see. That's for sure. All righty. Uh, as far as yesterday, as I say, uh, Richie's uh, football game didn't get there. Jonathan Ardoon gave us the winner in the uh, fourth race of his two picks yesterday. He had a fourth race winner at Parks. That horse, uh, Marion Grace, paid $3.40 as the favorite. Hey, look, Jonathan. Jonathan, don't shake your head, my man. I can see him off camera. Don't shake it. A winner is a winner. You can only take what they'll give you, and that's all they were giving you in that race, and you got it. Marion Grace winning the fourth. That pick five with the carryover, mandatory payoff uh, at uh, Parks Racing, the late pick five, started out with a $4.20 winner, then came with a $44.20 winner, followed by a $3.40 winner. That was the misbehavior stakes for AF's Magic one with Wilfred Vasquez aboard, outrunning Mary's reward and uh, noisy on the bay, three forty for that winner there, and then the wait for its stakes. The following uh, race, the ninth race, was won by Uncle Heavy. Uncle Heavy with Michelle Sanchez paid four sixty, so he had a couple of favorites winning the two stakes races yesterday at Parks. Notice of action was second. Addison's Dream was third, and then the tenth and final race, the payoff race for the late pick five. That winner paid seven dollars. You put them all together. 
even with the carryover and the money that was put into there all going out the door, the pick five, the 50 cent pick five paid $926.30 yesterday at Parks Race. All right, a little bit of what happened yesterday, more of what's going to happen today, tomorrow, and the future. That's what we're all about on the race day. I want to tell you, I really had a lot of fun with uh, Frank Nicotero on his show yesterday, Punchlines. you got to watch this show. It's here on, on the uh, South Point uh, Studio Network. It's a great show, and it uh, I do believe it comes on, uh, what, at noon and 12 noon Pacific time. All right, let's go. Let's get to our first break. we got Jonathan standing by, your racing menu, and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back. Remember, go to YouTube, South Point Studio. When you get on that page, hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, it's free. We'll be back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada race book mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. We are back on the Race Day Las Vegas show for this almost Friday, Thursday Race Day show. And uh, I can tell you that the uh, weather, uh, I already told you about the weather here. Chilly, but okay, it's that time of the year. Anyhow, uh, looking across the country at the uh, weather for where the racetracks will be operating today. Uh, California, clear. No racing there, though. But it's clear, anyhow. Except the great Northwest getting a little bit of rain way up in the corner there. In any case, uh, throughout the most of the country, it's clear. You got a little bit of action going on in the Great Lakes area. A little bit of action going on north of New York and above that. And uh, the only real bugaboo, though, is a lot of rain and a lot of stuff going all across Florida today. So we might have off track. We might have a lot of taffeta racing going on there at uh, Gulfstream. All right, here we go. We're going to start with our menu of racetracks available today. Remember. That the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day is uh, the first post times that will reflect the Pacific time zone, because we're here in Las Vegas. These will be the first post times that roll out in that race book right over there and all through the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in the Pacific time zone at our South Point Studios feed or our radio or websites or phone apps or however, wherever, wherever, and you're in the Pacific time zone, no problem. However, since we go worldwide, we know we're in other time zones. So for those of you in other time zones, adjust to the Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. That's the deal. We say this every day because there are a few people who jump on board and watch us for the first time. So we want to make sure they understand. All right, we begin our racing menu with Gulfstream Park. Now, I just told you about the weather down there, so we'll wait and see what's going on at Gulfstream. First post time at Gulfstream Park today is at 9.10. Their pick six jackpot carryover, the rainbow jackpot carryover, $53,106. Gulfstream, 9.10, first post time, Pacific time. Mahoning Valley Racecourse is next. They have nine races at Mahoning. Their first post time is 9.45, 9.45 Pacific, Pacific time. They got a small uh, pick six jackpot carryover, $1,138. First post time, 9.45 for their nine race card at Mahoning. All right, then the big A in New York, Aqueduct. Well, let's see what they got at Aqueduct. Well, the boys at Aqueduct must be partying. They're not yet ready to go with their website, but uh, we'll get the latest from Jonathan Hardoon on that. Aqueduct has a first post time of 9.50 today, and as I said earlier, today's stakes race at Aqueduct is the Bay Ridge at a mile for Phillies and Mares three-year-olds and up. 
Seventh race on the card. Seven go to the post before any scratches. Your two-to-one favorite here is uh, Fingal's Cave with Jose Lascano aboard. But it's, it's a good competitive race. Seven going in the seventh and featured. Eight races today at the Big A and a first post time at Aqueduct of uh, 9.50. 9.50, first post time at Aqueduct today. All right, next up comes Turfway Park. Turfway Park, boy, they still got those full fields going on there, that's for sure. Their pick six jackpot carryover today, $17,705. They also have a regular pick five, a super high five, I should say, carryover. A super high five carryover left over from yesterday. It's not a jackpot. $6,428 is sitting there for the uh, first race that offers the super high five today. Nine races, and that first race will be at 255, and it'll be the first race on the card for the Super High Five carryover as well for two year old maiden claiming fillies. Again, first post time Turfway Park, 255 for their nine race card. And uh, their pick six jackpot, 17,705. All right, then we go to Penn National. Penn National's Super High Five jackpot carryover, 5,133 bucks. First post time for their seven races today at Penn National is set at 3 p.m., 3 p.m. And then we wrap it up with good old Delta Downs in the Bayou. Delta Downs has eight races. Their first post time is 3.05, and that is your racing menu today. And again, remember, uh, Golden Gate tomorrow is going to have uh, that uh, carryover in their, uh, their uh, late pick five. But for today, we go out to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, wake up. <laughs> good morning. Good How morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, um... When I said that that uh, the, the, they might retire uh, uh, Greeley and Ben after the Gravesend today because he's nine years old, it's a different law in California, uh, in New York? Yeah, you can't race at 10 at, in Naira, but you could race at Parks. I think you could race at Laurel. There are other tracks that you could run at, but uh, I think Naira, California, at 10, you have to go elsewhere. Yeah. But I personally, Ralph, think that that's a silly rule because if you're 10 years old and you're still racing, Chances are you're sound as a dollar because, you know, if you're that old and you keep doing it, uh, obviously the bones are good. <laughs> so, you know, why make them retire? If, they, if they're good, they'll retire when they tell you they want to retire. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you there. Uh, that's for sure. I don't mind the veterinarians uh, examining them uh, before each race when you were talking about, uh, you know, that age because, after all, you know, we know as human but every beings. Horse they, every horse they examine before yeah, I know. the race. So if his bones are all intact, then, you know, believe me, they're probably strong as could be. Because if he's 10 years old and still doing this, first of all, you know he loves it. Yep. Second of all, that's what they were born to do. So why are you going to force them to retire? Doesn't make any sense. I agree with you wholeheartedly. but uh, and, and it's not a universal either. That's another one of these problems with horse racing. Some states allow, allow it. Some states don't. Uh, Warden Jerry is a 10-year-old that was supposed to race at Golden Gate last uh, week, but he was scratched by the veterinarians, by the way. So we don't know what's going to happen to him after a couple of days after the first of the year. He's not going to be able to race in California. And uh, so we'll wait and see uh, how uh, Greeley and Ben does on uh, Saturday at Aqueduct in the stakes race, that's for sure. But uh, protection of animals, I understand. But like you said, the age isn't as important as the uh, the ability and the physicality to run and and be sound. And they are really? most of them that are that age are sound. Believe me, folks. If they're running at that age, Ralph, I promise you they're sound. They're not gluing them together to get to a race at the age of a nine or ten. They they just don't do it. They'll retire the horse, and uh, you know it's just again, like you said, it's one of those rules that uh, every every jurisdiction seems to make up their own rules as they go along. All right. Uh, I'm, I know you're sitting down, so I'm just going to break this to you. Uh, we have the hopeful stakes today. The hopeful? The hopeful stakes is today. Okay. <laughs> so. It is a, it's a grade one turf race, the hopeful stakes in Japan. <laughs> okay. So I didn't get to that track. So. Okay. All right. I just want to let you know there is a hopeful and it's running today. In Japan, there's also a hopeful at Saratoga every year. I thought you were a little. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I I I was about ready to to sit there and wait for you to correct me. But uh, nevertheless, there is a hopeful stakes today in Japan, and we'll leave it at that. That's for sure. All right, we got uh, Gulfstream today. It's gonna. It's almost got to be off there, don't it? Yeah, and by the way, it's off at Aqueduct too. It hasn't stopped raining in the last twelve hours, and it continues to come down. So there a lot of weather issues. By the way, you were talking about San Anita on Saturday. You know, they look to cancel right away now. They don't run over seal tracks there. I you know, know. 
Chester. It's a Saturday, and it's a terrific card. But uh, you know, if the, I guess they're going to cancel if the, if it's no good. I mean, they just don't run over wet tracks in California anymore. Well, let's hope yes, that the weatherman that the weatherman is wrong. Yeah, ninety percent. You got to be really bad to blow that. You know, <laughs> 50, 50, You got to you know, but ninety percent, I would say, chances are he can he can't screw that up too bad. No, but then again, remember, at least this weekend we have uh, Oaklawn's back, uh, Aqueduct, as we know, is back. Uh, you know, you still have Gulfstream Everybody's down there. Everybody's wanting Saturday. Yeah. Gulfstream, and even Monday, too, by the way. You have Oklahoma and San Anita. Everybody's running Monday as well. So yeah. you got wanna... a solid four or five days of racing with a lot of racing coast to coast. Yeah, and they want to get started. You know, we got to get started right away with the uh, the races on the first day of, uh, of the new year. And by the way, on that very first day of the new year at Oaklawn Park, uh, they'll host the Smarty Jones. Now, remember... These horses that have been entered in the Smarty Jones are still two years old. It comes striking midnight on Sunday night into Monday, they become three-year-olds. And about, uh, well, maybe 12, 13, 14 hours later from them becoming three-year-olds, they'll be going in the Smarty Jones stakes at Oaklawn Park. The Smarty Jones is part of the Arkansas Derby Series, and these three-year-olds will be going for 10 Kentucky Derby leaderboard points on the very first day of January. The Smarty Jones Stakes kicks it right off right away in the new year. So that's going to be the first three-year-old stake of the year? Uh, I would assume so, yeah. <laughs> unless uh, unless, the, unless New York or, or Gulfstream has a race earlier in the card, but I don't think so. Or maybe, uh, what is it, Australia's the first uh, <laughs> first country that uh, becomes a, a, the new, new year years. becomes a, in the first country in Australia. If there's a race down there, I don't know. But it's not a Kentucky Derby points. The uh, Smarty Jones will be, that's for sure. All right, today, so we got off tracks at both Gulfstream and Aqueduct. You got sheets at both of those places. And um, when you make the sheets, because I know you send out sometimes updates when you find right. out how the weather conditions are. So just for your um, subscribers and certainly for the folks who want to get a sheet from you today, uh, have you done that? Yes, of course. If there's an up, if there's a surface switch or a you know track condition, I will send out an update. Okay. But I usually try to find out the weather in advance. You know. Oh, certainly, absolutely, and uh, you know, you're you're at that point, you're handicapping the weatherman along with the horses. Exactly. <laughs> so Gulfstream Park, then, when it becomes like this as it is today, all of the uh, races that were either scheduled for the turf uh, will be t- on the uh, the tap of the footing, the the. Uh, Synthetic right. racetrack. Synthetic. And the races that were scheduled for the organic, uh, what happens there? They stay on the they dirt? Stay on, they went on a sloppy track, something they don't like to do anymore. But uh, a lot of handicappers like it, but they don't care. Yeah. I kind of like uh, the fact that, uh, you know, there's some horses that just uh, blossom in there the are There are mudders in this world, That's right? right. Yeah. I mean, there are horses that, that just move way up on the slop. You remember the old days, the racing form, when you'd get an X with a circle? Oh, Forget yeah. about it. When you got that, when you got that X with the circle, you went to the bank because they didn't, they didn't give those out that much, but they were superior horses in the mud. That's for sure. All right. But all of a sudden, they're they're afraid of running on sloppy tracks. They can't wait to seal them, you know, and uh, that's probably a a reason for a lot of the breakdowns. When they seal it and they make it hard as a rock, can't be good for anybody. You're better off leaving it open and letting them run over slop. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of sealed racetracks only because it, it. the name of the process is exactly what you really don't want. They seal it down and they make it harder because they're trying to squeeze the water out and not uh, when it becomes harder, it's easier for the, the water that comes afterwards to run off. But uh, what you have then is uh, you've got a racetrack that's, uh, you know, like a hard as a table sometimes. Exactly. Not exactly. good. Not good for horses. No. Just, just not no. good. Okay. Well, now that we've got that settled, uh, we got, uh, you got, a, you get, we got, a couple of picks coming from you from uh, you going to give me Gulfstream and Aqueduct or two at one track? No, Aqueduct and Gulfstream. Let's go to, I guess, Gulfstream first and look at the third race today, which is a mile on the main track. And I like the number six horse in here, Miss Ukrainia, three-year-old filly from the Lewis Duke of Barn, George Ruiz aboard to ride. Two out of this horse's last four races will run at a mile on the main track. Either one of those races are good enough to win this race. She's been stuck inside post. She had the rail at a mile. She had the two posts at a mile. She finally draws outside. She's bred top and bottom to handle a wet track. She's listed at six to one on the morning line. I like number six, Miss Ukrainia. 
to win today's third race out at Gulfstream. All right, that third race at Gulfstream, you like the bottom horse, number six, Miss Ukraina. Third race, the sixth horse at Gulfstream Park. First post time is at 9.10, so we're looking about uh, maybe 10 minutes after 10, uh, quarter after 10, you think? Yeah. Okay, third race, the sixth, Miss Ukraina, third at uh, Gulfstream. Okay, we're going to go to the Big A, and uh, I will... uh, Give me uh, what you think is happening at Big A as far as uh, track conditions, weather. Uh, the track will definitely be off today. Okay, they have, sure. they have just post, sure. they've just posted it. Said it's uh, going to be fifty-two degrees and cloudy at post time. I guess they think it's going to stop by post time and a sloppy racetrack. Sloppy on the race. I told. I got one thing right today so far. Yeah, That's you do. Well, you're gonna you're gonna we we you know we get we need some celebrating money. We need some champagne money for uh, New Year's Eve. So what are we doing at Axe? Seventh race today at Aqueduct, the number six horse in here. No, by the way, this is the stake of the day here, the Bay, Bay Ridge. Ridge yeah. The number six horse in here, know it all, Audrey, is a duck. This isn't a horse. This horse absolutely loves moisture in the racetrack. She moves up every time it's wet. Ride a switch today to Dylan Davis, four to one on the morning line. I like number six, know it all, Audrey, to win today's seventh race out at Aqueduct. We hope, she, we hope she knows enough to win, that's for sure, in the slop. In the seventh race, the Bay Ridge Stakes, uh, the stakes race today at Aqueduct. You like the six, know-it-all, Audrey, uh, with Dylan Davis aboard. The six in the seventh race, four to one on the morning line. That's going to be ambitious, though, right? No, you'll get seven and two. There's a big favorite in the race coming back off of a long layoff. Pingles. I let horses like that beat me at a short price, I, I, especially coming back at a mile in the slop. Good luck. You're talking about Fingal's Cave? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, good. It'll be even money that or so. Oh, fantastic. Well, if uh, maybe not that many people know that Know-It-All loves the uh, the slop today. So in the seventh race, the sixth at Aqueduct. All right, we got your two picks, but people might want more from, from both tracks. How are they going to get it? They can go to the website at J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Jonathan, and we will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. Okay, now when we come back, we got Rich Ang standing by. Richie's a, well, there's a Thursday night. we got a Thursday night football game and four bowl games to go to as well. I'm sure Richie has an opinion or so on a few of those pigskins, so we'll get the pigskin picks from Richie coming up next. Don't go away. South Point Studio. Hit subscribe on YouTube. We'll be right back. Favorite horse, but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Race Book mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Alrighty, back on the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this almost Friday, Thursday. Plenty of action going on. It is bowl season times 10, I guess. Of course, we're all waiting for the big college football championship playoffs on New Year's Day. But there's, uh, there's as the days get further along to New Year's, the competition as far as ranked teams in uh, college football get a little bit better. And there's some good contests coming up, including a couple today. We now go and bring in Richie Eng. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, um, I guess nobody expected that quarterback for USC, the backup, to be so good. But, boy, that guy was right on the button last night. Yeah, Miller Moss was a uh, third-string sophomore quarterback who had never started a game. Uh, USC was missing 20 players from their roster, about half of them starters, and yet they still had more than enough talent and enough motivation to dominate a good Louisville team. And uh, Miller Moss, uh, 
You know, even though he threw six touchdown passes, Ralph, uh, I'm not even sure if he's guaranteed the job next year because uh, they're supposed to be bringing in some five-star uh, quarterback recruits. So we'll, it'll be an interesting spring battle to see who wins the QB job. But, you know, tip your cap to Lincoln Riley. I mean, uh, the Louisville Cardinals were six-and-a-half-point favorites because of that t- loss of 20 players to the portal in the NFL. But, uh, you know, they, they were ready to play. And sometimes you just got to turn the page when the – when that happens. Well, there is a good dimension to the portal. If the uh, the uh, teams that have uh, the accomplished players are already de- declared to go into the portal and change and not play that, it gives the backups a chance to shine on, on a big stage as that quarterback did, and now he may be eligible for a portal. Yeah, either that, or he, either he'll stick around and battle for the job, or he'll um, he'll transfer. We'll we'll see what happens moving on. But uh, you know, the thing about the USC is, Ralph, and, and you went to USC. Yeah. Uh, they can recruit a lot of football players. Usually, there's about eighty five players under scholarship. So even if you're missing twenty of them, you still got sixty five scholarship players there, and uh, pretty good quality. And it showed last night. All those backups really came to play. That's for sure. I thought uh, the coaching, as far as Louisville was concerned wasn't flexible enough. I know that their forte was running the ball, but SC had them covered on running the ball, and then the short passes uh, on long uh, downs, you know, for a third down, uh, that didn't make it either. I I didn't think they adjusted enough to try uh, to come back, but uh, nevertheless, uh, that's just, uh, you know, a guy sitting in front of his TV set looking at it. In any case, uh, we got uh, week 17 in the NFL tonight kicks off. It's the Browns hosting the Jets in Cleveland. Weather might be a factor there, that's for sure. But also, we get to that point in the, in the uh, you know the NFL where we're not sure what players are going to play and what what aren't. I'm assuming that the Browns might have an outside chance mathematically of still being in the playoffs. I know the Jets aren't, though, right? Oh yeah, the, the Browns are ten and five. They, they definitely have their foot in the door out yeah. for making the playoffs. And um, you know, Joe Flacco, who is the fourth quarterback for the Browns this season. The other three, uh, starting with Watson on through, uh, have been injured. But um, uh, Joe Flacco, a former Jet, he played for the Jets the last yeah. two, three years, is having an unbelievable season. Uh, and he's been named the starter uh, for the rest of the year. And I tell you what, if there's a player who deserves to have a chip on his shoulder, it's Joe Flacco against the Jets because the Jets got rid of him uh, in the offseason. Uh, the Jets are going to use Trevor Simeon because Zach Wilson's still in the uh, concussion protocol. Um, I'm big on the Browns. Uh, The line opened at 7. It took a lot of money to move it off 7 to 7.5, but uh, if I was going to play the Browns, I would buy that half point just for insurance to get down to minus 7. But uh, I like the Browns at home tonight against the Jets. The Jets have been Jekyll and Hyde, Ralph. They come off a a big uh, comeback win against the Commanders. But quite frankly, the Commanders handed them most of their points in the first half. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jacoby Percent had a big comeback rally in the fourth quarter. Jets kicked a 54-yard field goal to win at the the gun. But I, I like Cleveland tonight. Flacco was kind of like, what is he? We're sitting on his couch until they called him, right? I think Joe Flacco is about <laughs> as old as you and me, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what a what a great story. One of the great stories in the NFL this year, that's for sure. So at Cleveland, at home, you take the Browns in probably a yawner on Thursday night, but uh, you think they're going to get the victory. And just when I say that, you know it's going to be a, probably an exciting game. The over-under total is low, and I guess that's because of uh, – you know, the uh, players uh, on the uh, side of the Jets and certainly uh, the weather factor as well. It uh, I know it opened up at 36 and a half. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, between weather and the fact that the defense is the best side for both teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the prognostication is far and under. But as we've seen, sometimes these games just blow up. And if Cleveland, for example, uh, opens up a solid lead, Ralph, that would force the Jets to be uh, a little more aggressive on offense to try to catch up. Our crack production crew just told me they were leaning over here uh, watching uh, the uh, board here on the sports book behind us. It's now 34, they said, at the moment. Wow. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess everybody believes the same thing you do. All right, what about uh, college? Yeah, we'll take a shot at one game. Uh, you know, I had a loser yesterday with Louisville, but uh, we explained some of the, the reasons why when when 20 kids go on the portal, but they still uh, uh, dominate, uh, sometimes you just tip your cap. Uh, the game I'm going to go to, Ralph, is 255-256. It's Arizona against Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma is leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC, but Arizona is leaving the Pac-12 to go to the um, Big 12. 
Uh, I like Arizona as a small favorite, uh, minus two and a half. There might be a, a little movement in, in some of the books. So always shop for price. But uh, Arizona is a, is a nice comeback story, Ralph. Nine and three record. And the three losses were all very close games. So uh, uh, Jed Fish, the, the coach there in Arizona, has done a nice rebuilding job. He's got a nice mixture of uh, young and old talent. Uh, let's go with Arizona, minus two and a half over Oklahoma. And, of course, the over-under total on the college uh, bowl game is just the opposite of what's going on in the NFL tonight. That's a big number. It opened up at 62-and-a-half, the over-under. That's, that's a lot of touchdowns, my man. And another factor with Oklahoma is their uh, All-American quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, has already transferred out, so he won't be playing. I believe they're starting their, another third-string quarterback. If I get a third-string quarterback throwing six touchdowns against <laughs> me, Ralph, I'm going to lose again. Yeah, well, and I guess we deserve to lose it. That's the case. We'll wait and see. That's for sure. Arizona tonight, a 6-15 kickoff on ESPN versus Oklahoma, Arizona, bet number 255. And then uh, the NFL, uh, bet number 102, Cleveland Browns at home to win against the Jets. All right, uh, Richie, thanks a lot. I want to remind everybody out there, though, that in addition to your uh, college uh, and pro picks that you have on our shows during the football season, your Santa Anita selections will be back on board uh, at the racedaylasvegas.com website when we kick it in tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. Have a nice uh, weekend, second, uh, the first full weekend of the yeah. year for a Santa Park. Let's hope the uh, rains that are predicted for Saturday don't make it there, but it doesn't look good. Hey, thanks a lot, Rich. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right, uh, when we get to our final break, you know the deal. Uh, our last two guys, the closing act is John and Jerry, and they're coming up next. John Lindo, of course, first. Remember, go to South Point Studio on YouTube. Hit subscribe. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas for this almost Friday, Thursday Race Day show. I want to remind everybody we got some good stuff on this network, and that's why we ask you to go to YouTube and subscribe so you can get all of the great stuff they have here. A couple of really great shows coming up today. If you like what we were talking about with Richie with the college and pro football, you'll get plenty more today. Uh, at uh, at uh, noon, our man Frank Nicotero comes back. He's a very, very entertaining person. You've got to watch this show at noon today here, and these are Pacific times. And, of course, later on, Sports by the Book featuring Jeff Parles and Alex White. That'll come on between 3 and 4 o'clock uh, this afternoon. So make sure you, you get uh, on board for those, uh, those shows. They're great shows, believe me. All right, let's go to John Lendo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, it looks like uh, you got a spotlight on you today. That, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a good. We're just, we're just doing some cleaning up around the house post uh, Christmas time, so uh -huh. uh, relocated for today. Uh, now, John, please tell me the weatherman can be wrong for Saturday, uh, Friday, and Saturday for sure. Well, Friday we're good for Santa Anita, no problem there. But we are looking at, like I heard you earlier, about a ninety percent chance. I don't think we're going to get a lot of rain. But it looks like we're going to get rain. And, and you know what the rules and the protocols in Southern yep, California, yep, yep. anything goes. So we'll we'll update you as we see and, and as we hear anything. But right now, everything's all set to go. Um, on Saturday, in addition to Santa Anita, I probably will do a Gulfstream sheet just because uh, I'll need a backup in case they decide not to run. But let's hope that's not a problem. 
Now, John, uh, we had a couple of days since the opening on Tuesday. We know that a Tuesday opening is tough or any, anything, but what, uh, it, what is the feedback from the folks, not only the horsemen, but fans and the racetrack about their opening day at Santa Anita projecting for maybe this week or the future for the, for the meet this year? Or next year too. Well, the, the the vibe was good, Ralph. Uh, you know, everybody was happy with it. It was a good energy at the racetrack, and you know, w- those days are not nearly as common as they used to be. So it's a lot of fun when we get them. Uh, you know, we're always going to worry right now about field size, just because uh, uh, what's happening in Northern California with the purse reductions and and things that are going on there. So field sizes are important, and. And uh, we'll see how that plays out as we go along. And we need the weather to be good. So uh, that that might come into effect on Saturday. But uh, a good start overall. And uh, field sizes are good for Friday, nine race card. And uh, on Saturday, they front-loaded the uh, the two stakes races on the grass, the Joe Hernandez and the Robert Franklos races one and three, trying to beat whatever rain we have coming in. Yeah, the Joe Hernandez uh, was scheduled to come down the hillside turf course. And, you know, just one little drop of rain as far as coming down that uh, hill and going into the inner uh, turf course. Uh, they scrapped that and uh, do it all on the flat, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the first race on the card. Again, hopefully we can beat that rain and everything will stay as is because the six and a half down the hill is a different race than the six and a half on the flat turf course. Yeah, no question about that. And, of course, uh, the Blue Norther. And the Eddie Logan comes up on uh, Friday, uh, which is tomorrow. And uh, they look to be pretty good fields. Yeah, they are. Uh, again, uh, mostly grass, and uh, the weather should be fine for tomorrow. And uh, what we're not seeing is a lot of the shippers because of the FedEx problem we had getting horses into California. Right. So we're having to do it with what we've got. And uh, the horsemen are, are entering as much as they possibly can. So we're trying. Well, until they get that uh, ironed out, uh, I guess most of the Christmas packages have got to be where they're supposed to be by now through FedEx. Otherwise, there's a lot of people that are going to be angry at FedEx. So I'm sure they got the job done. And now we can get back to uh, almost uh, business as usual and, and get those horses around the country as we should for the big races. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to get some bad weather back east and stuff. We still run the grass out here in California an awful lot. So uh, it's a selling point because uh, if you're not running in Florida, uh, the other option for turf is California, really. Yeah, no question about that. And of course, uh, Oaklawn Park on the very first day of the new year with the horses that are two year olds now just turning three. They're going to have a Kentucky Derby uh, leaderboard point race uh, there as well in the uh, in the uh series for the Arkansas Derby, the Smarty Jones, and uh, we'll see if uh, any of the California guys uh, ship over there for those races. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any entries for those yet, that race yet. I'm looking forward to that. That's on January 1. And you remember, too, Ralph, January 1, when those two-year-olds turn three, all of a sudden the non-stakes horses are allowed to race on Lasix. So we're going to see some uh, form reversals on some of these horses, uh, the two-year-olds turning three come January 1. Now, John, I know it's only been one day of competition at Santa Anita, but I remember you talking about how they were changing the composition of uh, some of uh, what they were doing with the main track on the off time. Uh, how did that main track look to you on opening day? I thought it was good. It was pretty. I thought it was fair. Um, like any other track, you, I think you kind of want to be outside and avoid the kickback if you possibly can. Yeah. But the times were fast, uh, and you could win off the. I don't think you wanted to be out of left field, but you could win from off the pace. So. Uh, I, you know, as a horseman, as an owner, I would be just fine running on that surface. Yeah, no question about that. That's for sure. And uh, the jockey colony strong and most of the uh, big players, the, the guys are always on the leaderboard at the uh, racetrack, did their thing on opening day. The Phil D'Amato did his thing on the turf. Bob Baffert did his thing in the Malibu. And, and you know, the jocks did the same. So uh, it's nice. To, it was nice to see Edwin Maldonado to get a, get a double on opening day. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. And you saw Antonio Frisu win two. And how about Mark Glatt, the trainer, three for three on wow. opening day? That's amazing. Yeah, that guy's been on a run for a while. He has. He's got a good barn, and it's a, it's a very varied barn, whether it be sprinters, routers, young horses, old horses. He's got a lot of horses out there, and he's spotting them to win. Now, John, looking ahead uh, to the Santa Anita meeting in the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, there'll be some stakes races. There's always the series of stakes races leading up to the bigger races, the Santa Anita Handicap Series and, of course, the San Juan Capistrano Series. Uh, two of those races happened on opening day at uh, Santa Anita, but we'll be making the march through 
and we'll wait and see when the first point getter in Southern California for the Kentucky Derby seems to uh, for surface. I'm sure it'll be in the first couple of weeks. Right. They, they've eliminated the Sham Stakes this year, which is an early route race. And the series goes from, I think it's the San Vicente. It's a, they go from seven furlongs to a mile to a mile and a 16th of the Santa Anita Derby at a mile and an eighth. So they've kind of cut out one of the early route races building up toward the Santa Anita Derby. Yes, and the first uh, point getter in uh, Southern California at Santa Anita for the Kentucky Derby is the Grade Three Robert B. Lewis. That'll happen on February third with tw- uh, twenty full points uh, in the race to be allotted out. Uh, Ten to the winner, six to second, four to third, and two to fourth. And uh, that'll be the first point getter at Santa Anita this year for the Kentucky Derby. And it's always fun to get that march to the Kentucky Derby, especially doing uh, the seminars here at the South Point and the big uh, open party in the Grand Ballroom here that they always do for the Kentucky Derby. It's a great place to watch the, the, and wager on the Derby card and the Oaks card. Uh, you've got those that big ballroom, plenty of wagering windows. You've got those big tables I like to put out my racing form and everything else. Oh, yeah. and, and we have a good time. You're, you're yeah. back with your horse friends talking about racing, and, and that's what it's all about, Ralph. That's, that's the fun of getting out to see the people. Yeah, well, you know, the apps are fun, and the apps are, uh, you know, where obviously it's convenient for you to play anytime, but it's nice to get back to the social part of racing, sharing ideas face-to-face instead of over a, a phone app, that's for sure. John, uh, tomorrow uh, you'll have a Lindo report for Santa Anita, right? Santa Anita tomorrow. I'll also do the late pick five at Golden Gate with that $59,000 yeah. carryover and pick five there. So yeah. uh, I'm looking at that right now. So that'll be part of the Lindo report for Friday. And like I say, Saturday we'll do Santa Anita, and I'll probably do a sheet for Gulfstream Park, a, a just-in-case kind of thing, making sure – that we have some content there for the folks at the South Point. You got it, my man. The Lindo Report is exclusive, only here at the South Point in the race book. John Lindo's Lindo Report, comprehensive it is. He uh, makes selections in each of the races, gives you a suggested late pick for, and all that goody information we talk about, jockeys, trainers, trends, etc. all on one comprehensive sheet, free of charge, complimentary here at the South Point race book because they love horse players and John Lindo as well. Thanks a lot, John. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Ralph. Good luck today. All right. Now we're going to bring in Jerry Jackowitz. What do we got today, Jerry? What's the hat today, buddy? Today, this hat is called from Cascais, which is a city in Portugal. We were in uh, Spain and Portugal this uh, this year. We traveled there for the month of September. And, um, you know, I like the hat, so I got it. The, the town was great. And uh famous casino that James Bond gambled in was, oh, wow. was right in Cascais. What about a racetrack? You got any racetracks there? Do they have any there? No. Okay. None. No. So you couldn't do any power page. You couldn't do any power pages with horses there, huh? No. No. Okay. I was uh, on vacay. All right. Now, I like to go to a place with no racetracks. Yeah. You go on vacation to go on vacation. I understand that. Jerry, uh, yeah. off track today, sloppy at the Aqueduct. Is the power page set up for All that? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Went all the way through both sheets. All right. Good. Uh, and, so. Uh, uh, when you say both sheets, it's for the same racetrack. You have Jerry J's Power Page and Jerry J's Power Page Plus, right? Uh, why don't you tell uh, folks yeah. the difference? Well, the difference between the two is the Power Page is the main product, and it's the ratings with the alerts, the early speed alerts, the inform alerts, all the mutter marks and everything. But for those people who want a little more of my handicapping, I make the Power Page Plus where I give you a contenders list in each race. So you get both the power page numbers and all of that information, 100%. Yep. And the plus is the contenders list. And uh, the contenders list, the plus usually has uh, four horses above uh, the the listing of right. all the above other all. information. And, and then you put your little uh, symbols on it, the Ps. Right. Well, well, the Vs and stars are on both sheets. That's, yeah. that's right. complete. But um, I have what I call pop-out keys and feature plays. And the pop-out keys are noted. There's usually three of them and usually one feature play. Sometimes there's three and two, or generally it's three pop-out keys. And those are horses that <clears throat> I learned the reason they're called pop-out keys is they're contenders yeah. with a fair chance to win and a, and a big price. So the price makes them pop out to me. All right, so that is the definition of a pop-out key. Some people were asking me, he says, does a pop-out key mean that the horse is going to pop out of the gate and go right to the front? I said, no, I don't think that's uh, what he has in mind. No, no, probably I hope not. Yeah. All right, <laughs> well. Most horses 
<laughs> okay, let's get started because I'm going to push you for two picks today at Aqueduct, you know. Okay, so um, th- in race number three, number five, Divine Cross, uh, it's a wet track. <clears throat> um, this is my Raiders voice after the Raiders game. Um, I'm going down down the list uh, to my fourth fastest horse and my fourth fourth member of my contenders list, Divine Cross. He's 10 to 1 for David Jacobson. And it's a horse I think has some chance, maybe a five or six to one chance, and he's listed ten to one. So I'm adding him in as a pop-out key today, overnight. Anyway, I like the five a little bit in race number three at a big price. If he goes down to like five to one or below, forget about it. I like the five over the two, three, four. Do reverses. You got to hit an extra two, five, five, two. In fact, you want the two, five for more. You money cannot five. do a two, five because the two has been scratched. It takes heart. The eight to five morning oh. line favorite in that race has been scratched. And so okay. we've got the five over the three, four as a result of that late scratch. I'm sure the five uh, will be probably bet at least in half of the 10 to one morning line. Right. And five to one would be a fair price on them. You know, I would go down to, to 72. All right. So we have the five over three, four, right? Correct. Okay. Third race, five over three, four, and of course, reverse it, three, four over five. Jerry always tells you to reverse the play because if the key horse runs big but doesn't quite get there to a link up, you want to cash. And so that's the way you do it. You key the five in the first and second slot to the link ups. And here, the five over three, four. And of course, uh, he suggests a win bet on the five in that race. All right. Where right. are we going and next? Just- Okay. Just remember, when you come in second, sometimes you can be a little wrong, but very right. Yeah, absolutely. Money. As far as, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes the link-up gets there at a big price, and boy, it works out just fine. Believe me, my man. All right, yeah, what's yeah. next? Let's go to the eighth race, Ralph. Is number one handle on you running? It certainly is, Ollie. Yeah, it sort of looks like uh, close to even money to me. I think he lay, she lays over the field. I, I kind of guess that she's going to handle the mud, but it looks like she doesn't, but uh, the wet... I think she probably will, and that makes this a kind of a good bet. So I like the one. I'm playing her over the 2, 4, 7, 11. Doing my reverses, 2, 4, 7, 11 over the the one. Uh, But I like the one a lot to finish off the day. All right. I call it the end. Okay, so that could be a key horse in the, uh, you know, all of the race over race uh, uh, pools that uh, lead up to the uh, payoff race, the eighth race on the card, pick six, pick five, pick four, pick three, double, etc. So in the eighth race, you really like the one handle on you. Number one, handle on you, the uh, key over two, four, seven, eleven, and re- reverse. And of course, Jerry J's Power Page can be had right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. Don't forget... Frank Nicotero up at noon here on Punchlines, and at 3 o'clock, of course, you got sports by the book. That's for sure. And tomorrow morning, we'll be back at 7 a.m. In the meantime, Jerry's got one more thing to say. Say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.